The VC Show, let's go. What's up, family? Welcome to the VC Show presented by Caesar Sportsbook on Omaha Audio. I'm Vince Carter, alongside Roz Godon. Woody Roz, what's going on? How you doing? Where you been? What's up? Vince, what's up? What's, what's up? I'm in Chicago right now covering the WNBA playoff semifinals. Candace Parker and the Chicago Sky. Mm-hmm. They got Jean Paul Jones in the Connecticut Sun. It's going up. It's going up. How are you? For real. I'm good. You know, here, there, everywhere, working, working, you know. But, uh, you know, glad we were able to get back and talk some sports and talk some basketball. It's been a while, it seems like. I know, I know. I've missed you. I've missed your... Just Especially just the two of us. I mean, because we've had guests, 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 and we haven't really been able to chop it up like we do, you know? Haven't had a chance to connect. Well, you, you right. ready to get it going today? Well, let's go. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> well, you know, one team that people always... Uh, it's a hot-button topic anytime, any season, any year. It's the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> and and this season's no different. Um Patrick Beverly, newest addition. Um, but now the question is about chemistry. Can Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook get along and co- coexist? Now, according to the latest reports, apparently the two have already had a conversation. So, Vince, you know, with your player hat, what's that conversation got to look like between Patrick well, Beverly and Russ after years of, of feuding? Well, I would say this. As soon as I saw... Patrick Beverly traded to the Lakers. I was like, let me grab my popcorn and see where they're going with this. <laughs> because it's, 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 I think it's like for, for, for all of us, we know the history. We know what his addition will bring to the team. But the elephant in the room is what we're now asking about. Like, okay, but what either what happens with Russ or can they get along? So that conversation, I mean, literally has to be, you know, each – each well, both players have to put their ego aside. Like, look, it's bigger than the two of us right now. It's about a championship that they both want. They both want to win. Russ has stated he wants to win a championship in LA because that's where he's from. Pat has definitely felt every time he's on a team, his cha- his team has a chance to get at least to the Western or to the conference finals. Well, this is a great opportunity and to possibly get into the finals and win it. So, if they can put their differences aside for the betterment of the team, good things can happen. They can make noise. And of course, Roz, we know they have to stay healthy because you think, let's think about some teams in the past where players did not get along and they were still able to go and win championships. Shaq and Kobe had their beef publicly, but when they stepped between the lines, they played for each other because it was about what was on the front of their jersey, not about, you know, their beef. And it was just, it was amazing to see. And, you know, and, and everybody used to, tries to use that as like, hey, they can't get along, but we can make sure they get along. It takes it takes a lot. It takes a special person to be able to put your beef aside for for the for the bigger goal. And you say you want to win a championship. Well, and you're willing to do whatever that comes that comes with it. So it seems like they've set at the table and, and put it all on the table. We'll see. You ever had a teammate like that where maybe you didn't necessarily see the eye to eye? Perhaps you didn't even like them, but you got, but you respected them, but you went to work with them and went to war with them. Not to that magnitude. I mean, it's just you know, you have guys that you hang with and guys that you you play ball with, and that's kind of really it. There's some something like that, but it's not many people teammates that I did not get along with. I mean, it's just got some guys we just 
were different. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, and, and it wasn't anything, any beef. Like, I never had, like, a beef, beef with guys, my teammates, where we didn't get along and, and had to kind of put it aside. But, I mean, you have times where you do have those arguments where it's a week or two on a team. Like, you have those locker room arguments and whatever. You go back and forth, and it gets heated where – you're face to face and whatnot, so you know you you step away and you get time for healing, if you would, and then game time comes. It's like, all right, he's my teammate, and we're trying to have the most points at the end of this game, you know. Right. How how much do you feel Pat, Patrick Beverly changes the Lakers and what they can do, especially with his fit in Darvin Hand's system? Well, toughness. Obviously, he's fearless. He he brings that defender, and he's gonna he's gonna bring and 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 he said it. And and I mean, that's like Darvin is not afraid to not. And I don't want to use the word call out, but he's he's holding guys accountable. And Patrick has as Pat Bev has definitely said that hey, you know if whoever you know LeBron is not in his position defensively, I'm gonna say it. They don't have guys to say that, you know, and, and that could be the case and has probably been the case that sometimes where you don't want to say nothing to LeBron to, to ruffle his feathers and that's not what Pat Bev is about. It's about the bigger picture and winning. And I like that. I like that. That's yeah, superstars hold their their teammates accountable and sometimes it's 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 not vice versa. Like it's, it's you don't get that from another uh from from the teammate holding the superstar accountable all the time. And sometimes superstars want that I, I i'll say i'll say this in my in my older years you know it night year 19 20 21 22 or what you know you know, coach coaches tend to say hey you know i know you've been you know the game but i'm like coach me i'd rather you coach mm-hmm. me when i'm wrong and tell me when i'm wrong than and, and tell me to get in my position or whatever the case may be instead of not if i'm messing up on the court Say it like, and I will say, well, Lloyd Pierce, you should get mad at me if I missed an assignment, offensively <laughs> mess up a player, turnover. He look at me and be like, man, and we were about the same age, so he look at me and be like, come on, man. I was like, all right, all right, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you know. It's, you know <laughs> but I appreciate that instead of just let me go around and yes, I I will figure it out because I've been around the game. LeBron messes up, he will figure it out. But at the same time, it builds that chemistry you need in the playoffs. That's when all of this, this is the building and this, the building blocks for the playoffs when you're on the road and your team is falling apart or your your best player is having a rough night and you have a Patrick Beverly who's still going to hold you accountable on, on the offensive and defensive end, whether it's a bad mm-hmm. shot or a missed assignment. Yeah, I, you know, I think a key for the Lakers or like two key words are going to be obviously health and then being yeah. egoless. Um, I'll even throw another word besides egoless in there. I'll say vulnerability. Like listening to you talk about how like Lloyd Pierce, you know, could come at you and hold you accountable. It's because you're allowed, you allow yourself to be vulnerable, to yeah. to be coached, to be. It's going to hit a nerve, though. <laughs> to some, right, right. To be somebody who is who is obviously excellent, but willing to say, "I'm not perfect, therefore I will mm. listen." They, another great word would be great listeners, and I don't know if that's who all of these open-minded. guys open-minded, open-minded for sure. I like, like that too. Yeah. I think I think you know they should travel. The, the Lakers on their staff, you know, should be paying <laughs> extra attention, obviously, to all of their like physical trainers and sports medicine trainers and all that to keep the guys healthy. But the, the therapists, mental game coach, sports psychologists, like, should be on a heavy payroll because that's an important part of br- bringing these superstar talents 
on the same page and making it work for, for one season, you yeah, know, like, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Like, um, you know, one thing for Russ, he's 33 and they're asking him to change his game. Like, like can an old dog learn new tricks? We, we, we it's an age old question. So remember we had Darvin ham on our show on the VC show. And he said he wanted Russ this season to be, a more efficient and complete player that affects the games in multiple ways besides him having the ball in his hands all the time, especially wanting him to be a dog and go hard on defense and locked in as a defender. Do you believe that at 33, Russ can make this shift in his game? I do believe it. And it's not, it's not even because of who he is. I believe it's, it's, it's the commitment that you claim and say that you want for the end goal if you you say you want a championship win a championship well that's you now fitting into the role that your coach has that you may not like because i can tell you once again as a, as i got older my role changed and i was willing to do whatever to to one be in the league and the two to try to win as many games yes i was on teams that didn't go as far and have these opportunities but for us if he can buy into that the sky's the limit because like like Darvin said, they still gonna utilize who Russ is. Remember, like we're talking like Russ can't get buckets and get to the basket and score. Yeah, but it's just now it's the sacrifice. If if are you willing to sacrifice for your team to win? And that that means kind of change your game sometimes. As as you get older, as you have better players on your team, sometimes you have to sacrifice. Look at the Boston Celtics when they had KG, Paul, Ray, and all all, all that talent. They had to, it was some sacrifice, but they said, they also said, Paul Pierce, <laughs> you are Paul Pierce, you are a guy. Miami Heat, they were able to sacrifice. D- Dwayne Wade took a step back. It's like, yo, you are LeBron James. And if if I buy in, Chris Bosch is going to get his, you know, LeBron's going to get his, D Wade, and they made it work. They figured it out and ma- they made it work. And the first year wasn't so great for the Heat, but look at the second and third year. Look at what they did. And once they figured out, what worked for their team and you know particularly that trio you start putting guys that complement those those that that trio the rest was history and it was so tough to guard because not not just the name on the back of the jersey their willingness to 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 be the right teammate their willingness to buy in for winning not stats mm-hmm. because at the end of the day stats ended up help, help you know, I mean working they still in, ended up averaging crazy numbers but when lebron's a willing passer when you go double lebron he gets off the ball to Dwayne Wade he gets off the ball to Chris Bosh and the same thing with D Wade so it was just you can't play them one on one because they're so talented you can't double because they're willing passers if the lakers can do that look out and they're already saying they're they're going to play through Anthony Davis so if Anthony Davis can can get back to top five, top ten, where he was some years ago. That's going to help because they said they're going to play. Because LeBron can 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 take over when he wants. But one thing I have to say, Roz, in, in in LeBron, it's easy to say now in the summer. It's easy to say, and I, and I, what I mean by that is, the marriage is great right now, but it's when it's tough, like when. Some of your guys are struggling. Are they gonna? Are they still willing to play through AD as their superstar? Because remember, LeBron can take over when he wants. Right. And we always talked about him being the guy that was putting so much stress on his body, trying to do everything. So you have to empower and allow 
AD to go through his ups and downs, whether it's injuries, struggles, or whatever, and still be that superstar, which he's he knows how to be, but it's different being a superstar on a winning team. No, it's easy being a superstar that, on a losing team. What, one thing you said that, that stood out and I always remember is like there's leadership via availability. So I I would counter what you're saying or what I hear you saying here by it's really important that AD be available this year. Yes. You know, yes. It's yes. really important. Like beyond like, oh, clearly if he plays, they are a better team. It's important yeah, for to him be as, a, I like that. as a leader. And mm-hmm. um, but but AD is still like prime age. You know, we're talking about guys yeah. who might be on on the other side of mm-hmm. 30 um, and, and, and maybe their style of play is changing with their age and their abilities. Yeah. I'll weave I'm, I'm going to weave in. WNBA here just because it's it's relevant in the topics Mm -hmm. that you know Sue Bird and the Seattle Storm are playing right now in the semifinals they just beat the number one seed Las Vegas Aces Sue Bird's 42 years old just had game one 12 assists zero turnovers incredible just became the uh all-time leader in assists for playoffs was is already the all-time leader in assists regular season so we're talking about the goat pg but she's 42 and she's in her last and final season and i had the chance to speak with her and it makes me think about russ it makes me think about lebron or even even pat bev or perhaps you over the course of your career she so eloquently put it i asked her I asked Sue Bird about longevity and to paraphrase a very beautiful answer from her, um, she said, it's about understanding that over the years, I'm not the same player I was before. I'm not the same player I was a year ago. I'm not the same player I was five or 10 years ago. The words she used were understanding and accepting that. And she said, sometimes it even comes with the process of mourning that, like mourning that (laughs) a certain move you might've made in the past, you could have elevated and hit that, that pull up. Now you don't, but you understand, accept and evolve from there. And she said that has been the key to longevity. And I was like, God damn, that was poetic. But I, I, it's so when I hear us talking about is Russ able to understand accept perhaps mourn and then evolve and still be effective and great and excellent is pat bev ready for that Uh, clearly lebron does it every year what was it like for you doing that i'm gonna say i'm gonna say this for i'm gonna start that but i think pat bev is is an easy one because he's willing to do whatever it's not about, oh, I need to start. I need, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I mean, I think he's an easy one. I think he's going to fit in and buy into what – he understands who's the go-to guy, what, and he's going to make sure, you know, that point guard mentality, make sure the guys who need to be um, – who need to have the ball, who need to be in position, who needs a little little love. If you he, He's going to do that. I, I think that – I think it's, it's – it, will Russ be willing to do whatever? His willingness to do whatever it takes to win – the championship that he talked about uh, or give his team the chance to win. Because I mean, I think there's some other teams out there that are very capable and can give them a run for their money. But I, I think if they buy in, they're going to be tough to stop. And and for me, 
that's what it was. I mean, once you started realizing, oh, okay, I can't just jump over around and through people. <laughs> What's next? How can I still be effective? And I continue to work on my game. You know, people are like, wow, like, you, you know, when you couldn't jump over people, the three-point shot, you know, you started shooting the three. The three was already there. I was already shooting the three. But that's not what you paid attention to. You wanted to see me continue to get to the basket. So I just continued to work on the shot. And once I became a role player, I really made sure the shot was efficient and automatic because now you, you, you lose your touches. And I think we as, as go-to players and superstars, that's what we fear and are afraid of. Losing that go-to guy, touches, shoot when I want to type mentality. That I mean, when you've had it for so many years, that's tough to let go. That's like losing, letting go of your favorite doll or your favorite car or, or that whatever it is. And, and when it's time, it's time. And you're just like, nah, I just a little longer. And that's, it's, it, you know, it, that's, that's the fear. And that was kind of the fear at one point for me. But then I had a, I had that look in the mirror and I had that revelation like, okay, you don't want to let it go, but you say you want to stay in the league as long as possible and play as long as you want and have this longevity that you, you know, and you feel good and, and, and you still love the game. One of them have, has to go. You have to sacrifice something to, you have to, excuse me, you have to sacrifice one thing to get the other. And I had to sacrifice being the go-to guy to stay in the league as, as long as I wanted to. Still be productive still have the same mentality. And once I became a role player, six man coming off the bench, I the first thing I said was like, how can I be that player in my new role? And that was that was the challenge. And, and you know, I some people are like, oh, you made that look easy. Well, it wasn't. Because as I was willing to do it, I mentally had to be willing to do it. <laughs> Physically, I, oh yeah, okay, cool. Boom, pass, pass, you know. Oh, okay, you know, whatever mentally being willing to do it in a game situation. It's easy in practice and preseason and even regular seasons for, for you know, beginning the year. But when it gets down to the, the nuts and bolts and when it starts mm -hmm. to count, that mentality, that dog kicks in. But how can you still be that dog, that player that you know that you can be with the, like I said, limited ability now or whatever new role that's the it's the sacrifice and and, and that's that's the killer Raz. i mean it's just it's just a reality um you know you, you think sports and you can relate to this i think we're out particularly go-to guys and superstars we're alphas you have to be the alpha male on the court particularly you know i think of the guys that played against mj you better you better step up and be the alpha or you will get eaten alive playing against kobe you better be, you better be, you know, be an alpha and be able to fight back or they're going to eat you alive. So that's just our sport. You know, it's just the mentality and we want to win. And Russ has that alpha dog and he has some other ones with him. So how can you kind of level that out to still be that guy, but still do what's needed, what's best for your team? It's kind of like, that's the comic. That's just, it's tough. It's, just, it's, it's tough. And to not read it. Cause I, I also didn't have social media to worry about as much, particularly when I started. I mean, I guess when I started, it didn't matter more. So, the, you know, the middle of my career trans, trans transitioning into the end of, the, of my career, which is now the boom of social media. I was already 
not really i didn't have it to to not i mean it was cool like oh this new thing but i didn't get caught up in what was being said because of it wasn't a big deal to me because it's like all right this is new thing cool i can not have it social media is a part of our world and it what makes the world go around right now i mean right, it's, it's right. a gift and a curse you know it, it's just what it is the vc show is presented for the people by caesar sportsbook the greatest sports betting app of all time download it but you must be 21 or older what's it like to be a superstar and of your level, elite, legit superstar, and you've uh, you've now evolved into the later years of your career, taken on that role, and there's younger guys who are younger and fresher, but they're not they're not anywhere near as good. You looking at them and you're like, you're not even half as good as me, but you're fresher and younger. In my prime, I'd have bust your tail, I'd have ate you up. I'm older now, but I see you like, what's that like where you're older and you know, you're better than this younger dude, but he's younger and fresher. And it's just a matter of where you are in your career. It's going to be a boring answer, but it's your willingness to do whatever and understand it. And, and sometimes we can't accept that. We have, a, we have, you know, we, we struggle with accepting that whether like, it's one of the things like, I know I'm better than you, but I'm older than you. And it's being on the right team that gives you the opportunity to coexist because you can get the right coach that feels like, okay, this is my young gun, fresher, but I still have this OG who still can get it done and knows how empower him, teach him the, the game and the ropes that you want them to coexist. And sometimes it just depends on where you are. Some organizations like we got this new thing. <laughs> Let's go with that. Let's go with that. Move on from, from that. So it's just, and it, you know, it's just a lot of variables that go into it, but it, it just takes, you have to sit back and kind of, you got to decide what's important to you. And, you know, everybody wants to, like, I mean, is it longevity? You want to play as long as possible because you love the game. We talked with Jamal. Jamal, mm -hmm. Jamal still had it. But we look at age sometime and we're like, he's 35, he's 37, he's 39, he's in his 40s. We, you know, somebody like Sue Bird, and you're thinking they should not, they're not, they're, oh, they're old, they shouldn't be able to do this. Well, look at Sue, what Sue Bird is doing. Look at yeah. what LeBron's doing. You know, you, well, you start getting to 33. When I started to cut you off, you started getting to 33 in that 30s. And, I, and that's when they started using the word old. And, you know, and, and like, like we're talking about Russ at 33 and can he steal his body? But these guys put so much work in. And one thing I like about Russ, you don't often see, and this, I don't, I don't, I mean, I, I, I want to be careful about how I say this because, you know, you say stuff and people take it the wrong way. He just goes about his business and, and works out in the lab and you don't really see it. So, you, you know, you're like, you know, until you see him on the court and you just see Russ going hard, but like he put, he clearly puts work in to still be 33 and go that hard. LeBron puts work in. We see him on social media so you can see the evolution of what he does. We see some of it, not all of it, but it takes a lot for what these guys are doing, what Sue Bird is doing in her 40s to still be where they are. So, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I knock the, the performance more so than the age. If you're at that age, you're just not getting it done as the start go-to guy. Then you kind of you make that decision, but just because a person hits thirty five, like oh they're thirty five, oh they're thirty seven, uh, I don't know. Let, <laughs> let what does your eyes tell you? Sometimes we we go off of stats, 
the age, but what do your eyes tell you? What your eyes will yeah. tell you, you know, you know, what, what you're seeing. Yes, definitely. And, you know, from one superstar uh, team of superstars, we go to another. Uh, and across the country, let's head to talk about the Brooklyn Nets. Um, so all's well that ends well with Kevin Durant and the Nets. Was it all, was it much ado about nothing? You know, we've talked a lot about feelings. How should, how should everybody feel stepping into the season for the Nets? I, I, oh, oh, how should we feel? I don't, I don't, no, I don't know. Not I, I mean, us. not us. No, 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 no. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, KD's a thinker. He's a thinker, yes. and I, I think we could agree to that. And I, I, I think he, he, he strategically does things, and you know, he's aware. Like you, you've, you've, you've said it before. Like KD's, KD's watching. <laughs> Billions of people out there. He's watching and listening. And, you know, I, I think sometimes he does get in this feeling and, and it's knee jerk sometimes. But at the same time, he's has a plan in mind by doing it. And I don't know if it was just to get the ball moving to move Kyrie. I don't know if it was get the ball moving to get the Nets to do something. I don't know. Um, it's just it's. I think now, and I'm sure I'm, I'm assuming that they've had a conversation now that everybody's like, like KD has said, I'm here. And everybody said at the table and, and just like, okay, where do we go from here? Because to us, we all thinking like, man, after you say that, you know, like a relationship, like Rod's like, if we go back and forth, we say something like, can you put the past aside to move forward? Because now they need to get... <laughs> You, you need to get the players in there to, to be the Brooklyn Nets that we think they can be with those two guys, well, those three guys, to win. Because you got to think, if you're, I'm going to ask you, Ross, if you're, a te- if you're a free agent right now, and I'm talking about like a very good free agent that can help a team win, put them over the top. You're looking at some of the teams that are out there and the Brooklyn Nets. Do you consider the Brooklyn Nets a, yes, because of the names, but... Because of the rocky roads that we've talked about, we hear about, do you consider that? Or are you like, oh, man, they want me next, I'm going. Or do you think about like, oh, man, at some point, Kyrie, at some point, Ben, at some point, KD could do something. Like, yeah, like what? Like that's that's a thing for the, I mean, the Nets right now, you know, because it's I been think, all summer. Right. To answer you know your what I'm question, saying? I think... You know, especially if if I'm an older player or if I'm a a high level player and I want to contend for a championship, it it would have been hard up until this final point to make a decision to go to the Nets because you spent the whole summer not knowing who was going to be there. Um, If I was a role player type of player. Um, you know, I think maybe I'd be talking with my agent about trying to find a situation that had more stability, you know, stability helps for uh, better rotations, helps for a better understanding of where you are in the rotation, what kind of shots you're going to get, what your role is, you know, like I'm just looking at a situation where you didn't know the mental health uh, uh, and emotional health of the team or any one single player. You didn't know the You didn't know the stability of the coaching or executive staff you didn't know if one two or none of the superstars were going to be there like nothing was a given and that doesn't and i feel like actually the whole summer 
the people it was probably the most unfair to were everybody else on the team besides the coaches and the superstars. Right. Um, and, and I think, you know, the only thing that can real in my experience now of NBA basketball is now the only thing that can fix this and cure it besides having, again, a staff full of great sports psychologists and team therapists is winning. And the only thing it, I'm, I'm going to say, because if you're available, thing, they have a chance to win. Yes, but I would say my answer and my thought is the only thing at this point that can fix the messiness of what's happened with the Nets is winning. Because winning in sports does cure and cover all. So if the Nets are winning, people will easily forget that this summer was just all over the place that Katie, you know, asked for a trade. They'll, they'll, they'll compliment them on how they made it work and um, how they got it together. The role players that fit and Kevin Durant, again, being talked about as the greatest player in the world, which he's absolutely a candidate for. But um, I think like, yeah, player people should feel like it's going to be hard. Like it, if losing happens a lot, it puts extra pressure on conversations about Nash. Does he make it through the season? How this summer went? Did the Nets have enough time to properly prepare and get ready for this year? So it they definitely have put added pressure and eyeballs on themselves. And, and I would say this too, Roz. We just talked about how Shaq and Kobe didn't get along or didn't hang out off the court and made it work on the court. This is, this is a situation like that. But it's players staff management like you like it's everybody now can you make it work can you steve nash figure out a way to make things work to win they have to win that's just what it is and like you said will he make it to all-star break <laughs> like because of this right. i mean it's just like it, it, you they, they have a lot of see, eyeballs i would love to see the nets have the ability to have a full season of continuity so even if they did move nash halfway through the season. That's just another part of the story of they've never really been able since the beginning of the KD and Kyrie era to put together a normal season. Like every single thing that could possibly go wrong that you can even imagine to go wrong has. Like there's literally been no fans, a literal global pandemic, like changing rosters, players in, players asking for out, injuries, Injuries. players missing, being in a state where a lack of vaccine meant you couldn't play half the games. Like even that way, whether you agree with it or not, ended up being very consequential, clearly. And like, you know, COVID disruptions, injury disruptions, like we never had the chance in their defense to actually see this team put together a full season of hoops. And they've already kind of stepped on themselves to have a full off season right now to work on, on integrating everybody and Ben Simmons and, and for this season, they, they are not entering as cleanly as they could have had the chance to, you know? And I'm going to say two things. They, the one thing, they were one shot away from being to the finals through all that. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's and, crazy. And just and, and you just sit back and like, imagine if, you know, if guys were healthy. But the thing I do like, Roz, about all of this is will Kyrie be there or not? Uh, KD asked for a trade. You see some of the videos. And if you kind of watch those videos, you see KD and Kyrie playing together. Not on different teams, on the same team. So you're seeing these guys, because KD loves to hoop, Kyrie loves to hoop, period. So you're seeing these guys do all of that, let's hoop, let's be ready for the season. So I like their mentality, regardless of how we feel about them 
and 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 all of the other stuff. Basketball is their love, and and they're still gonna play the sport. And you're seeing they're still preparing for. It's not like Kyrie's on one side of the country and KD's on the other side. These guys are playing together, like hooping together. So the chemistry is still there, regardless of what whatever happens. You know, so I, I, I like to see that. All right, people, we're brought to you by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app ever, and honestly, the only one you need. It's not just about the big bonuses and boosts and promos that you get. It's the fact that every time you bet, whether you win or lose, you're earning towards the types of perks only Caesars can offer, free stays, concert tickets, bonuses, and more. That's because when you download the Caesars Sportsbook app, you become a Caesars Rewards member, and that means perks. Must be 21 or older to gamble. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-522-4700. Absolutely. And let's move along to our last topic here. Uh, It kind of felt like this summer has been the summer of pro-am basketball from legendary moments at Drew League all across the country. We saw NBA players playing in New York City. They've played in Seattle. Unfortunately, at Jamal Crawford's The Crossover Tournament, which first I want to give Jamal, I I was actually out there because I was covering WNBA playoffs, interestingly enough. Um, The Seattle Storm were playing the Washington Mystics. It was the first round, and they were practicing in the same gym as that game was getting played. And so we happened to just be in the same building. So we were there. We saw the energy. We were we were literally pulling up for WNBA like playoffs practice. And there was like a zoo, a mob of people outside of this little college gym. And we're like, what is going on? And we're like, oh, shoot, that's right. It's here. LeBron and I was pulling up. And um, first of all, Jamal is such a wonderful ambassador for the game of basketball for both Period. men's and women's hoops Period. he pulled up to the to the women's gym and and you know showed love to the WNBA players made sure that they were situated courtside for the game and um he's always like that a lot of the storm players talk about seeing Jamal and DeJounte at the games like and he he put on for his city he brought uh, Isaiah Thomas, uh, Jason Tatum, LeBron James, DeJounte Murray, pro after pro after pro. I'm not even saying everybody's name. Uh, Chet, Chet there, Paolo, the one and three uh, top top picks of the draft. Like he brought them all to the city for free, Trey. for for free, <laughs> for right. free to come and play for these fans and did the best he could. And unfortunately, you know, Chet got hurt and injured during the game. Um, and I will say, actually, living in L.A., I've, I've had the chance this summer to watch Chet work out um, against other NBA guys. There have been some uh, private runs, and, and he's been going up against Joel Embiid and Kevin Durant, and he's been looking incredible. So I'm just so sad that he will miss this season, season-ending injury. And I guess, you know, I say all that to say, Vince, like, does this – injury discourage other NBA players or the future of participating in summer pro-ams? I say no. The mentality is different the, the, uh, for now than when it was when I was a young guy coming in. Uh, it's, it's so many pro-ams and, and, and runs available. Um, you know, and, and the reason I can say no is because Chet goes down next week you see the next video <laughs> you see more video of more pros still playing and and i'm talking about in the pro-ams not just the private pickup games in in the pro-am so uh, i think that's just what it is right now and my only concern my only concern is you're gonna play them fine 
But make recovery a priority. Make recovery a priority because these guys are going from city to city, playing game to game to game, as you would play these this many games in in an NBA season. And recovery is important. And I know a lot of these young guys, you know, they do one and done. You, you learn what you learn in college, but the pro level is different as as far as being the go-to guy, or it doesn't matter, being a professional because of travel, play, whatever, practices, all that stuff matters. You're playing big minutes, all that stuff matters. And these guys are playing big minutes. You're playing on some of the some of the courts are, are not NBA courts and a little harder, tougher on your body. So I'm sure they do ice, but recovery is important. Mm-hmm. And and I mean and, and I mean as far as getting your rest as well. And because you know you go to crossover league, you go to you know anywhere you go, you go play anywhere, you go hang out and do something. But you've got to let your body recover, regardless of if you're an older player or a younger player. And that's the advantage a lot of the older players have to the younger generation. I'm gonna say the first couple of years, because they've been around and they know how to sit down somewhere, put your feet up, get your normal tech, your, your your game ready, get in the tub, cryo. You have all these you know things, mechanisms and things to your you know you know at your calling. That's what the young guys just have to know. You know, you want to be available to play all the games of the best, the best competition. But you just have to recover, and I think that will help. Now, some of these are going to be a freak accident, and I know it. It, it makes the NBA, uh, the, the 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 NBA teams cringe, and they're always concerned when their player steps on the floor because obviously you need them for the real thing. But it, you know what? The one thing that the the teams I think will say that they don't have to worry about that they had to worry about many many years ago. These guys are coming in shape. They're coming in shape, ready to go. Because that was the thing. It's like training camp now, you don't have to spend all that time trying to get guys in shape the first day or two and implement your plays, your offense, your defense, or whatever. Because you know, you're a former player, so you know this. When you get tired, guess what? You start forgetting and you lose your focus. But these guys are going to come in game shape already. And, and so it's like there again, it's another gift and the curse because now it's not, you don't have to, like I remember back in the day, like, hey, we have this workout regimen, you know, getting in shape, we're running off that. You don't have to have guys running on tracks and doing that stuff anymore because they've already played 12, 15, 20 games. You know, shoot, that's the understatement. Maybe 30, 35 games, if not more, in the summer. So they're ready to go, and, and that's just a great, that's just that's just great to see. So, but what what comes with a lot of play is wear and tear and the risk of injury. So that's why I say recovery is so very important. Yeah, and, and I think that's a great point. And we're pointing out like the two or three very visible moments these guys played in you know yeah. public game public games, but you're you're not even looking at the daily workouts they're doing with their trainers or On even the, the, mm-hmm. the daily, I mean, these are like little exhibition, huge exhibition games. The, the real work and grind physically um, is happening, you know, multiple times a week where these NBA guys are meeting in LA or there's a run in New York or there's a run happening in uh, Miami, you know, or there's a trainer who's got guys everywhere. together, mm-hmm. Chicago, and there's, you know, 10 NBA guys having a legit hardcore going at each other run. Like you could get hurt there too, because they're going at a hundred percent. And so I, I, I don't blame the injury. Real quick, on I will say this, Ross. Programs. I will say this real quick to, before you go further with that. I want to add a, a nugget to that is the beautiful thing about playing against other NBA guys is that, you know, 
you go hard, but you kind of know when to back off. And the one thing when you're playing against other guys who are getting that opportunity to play against LeBron James and all of these superstars that have played uh, are playing, this is their opportunity. This is their opportunity. They're going to go for it. So it's just a, it's just a different dynamic. So guys have to be smart as well. You know, right. Anyway, I mean, go ahead. the injury, the injury. Of no, no, no. Chad I know. Yeah. No, no. I agree. LeBron. Yeah. yeah. Against yeah. LeBron James. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I'm, I'm specifically speaking about the workouts that the NBA players are doing together. Like they could get hurt there, too. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, there there wasn't any major NBA injury this summer of an NBA player going up against a non NBA player. Right. There has not been one. It, mm-hmm. it was very, very visibly, you know, Chet trying to stop LeBron. And it um, wasn't like LeBron hurting him also. It was no, just a, that's, you know, no, freak but accident. Your, I'm just, I'm just pushing back at your point, but I'm just mm-hmm. saying like, it wasn't, it wasn't either one of them. Like it wasn't like either no, 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 one no. was going I, hard at each other. But right, right, right. Um, to finish what yeah. I was saying though, is, you know, these games are, impo- I think they're important. Like I hope that NBA players keep coming out. I think maybe maybe the enforcement of stricter rules like like courts preparation or um, the ability to have, they weren't able to open the doors in the gym because fans were trying to come in more security perhaps. So it was very hot in there, perhaps even fan capacity, which hurts me because I'm a real lover of, I think there's beauty in that packed gym where there's layers of people, you know, all up on each other trying to see, you know, LeBron in their hometown. Like that to me is so dope. But at the same time, I could see the li- the liability in that. And you look at these, are re- these gyms during these highlights and you're like, that's probably a fire hazard. But like, <laughs> I, but I, at the same time, I'm a hooper. Like I'm a lover of the, of, of the lore of the game. So it's, it's hard. Programs are a fine line, but in the end, I would vote for, I want, I still want to see them. I still want to see and, them happen. And, 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 and Roz, maybe down the line, as this becomes more popular, maybe some of these smaller arenas start to open up for these guys to be able to play. Yeah, yeah. And so then like now you get now you open. or small yeah. arenas. Yeah, you know some right, of those right. or, or but, you know. But so the other side of that too, I was thinking like, yo, could could you know, for example, Jamal have held this in a different arena, but there's something special it's the, it's about special. the I fact agree. that I he can't that these LeBron is playing here, or if if you think I about agree. New York. There's some, you know, the Gaucho gym. Gaucho gym, yep, facts. For, yep. for Vince Carter, we, yeah, we could do it at Queens College or we could go to St. Right. John's or something and do it at a major arena. But Vince Carter's at the Gaucho gym? Legendary. Right. No, I agree with that. Legendary. I agree with that. You know? But uh, anyway, we've had a, we've been all over the place in this, in this show, Vince. It's always wonderful to hang out with you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And once again, thank you to everyone who's who's been subscribing and listening to the VC show faithfully. We love it. You like we said in the song, your family now kick your feet up every week. Listen to VC and Roz talk our stuff. We appreciate you and we out. Let's go.